Welcome to Pred Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now, here are your hosts, Red Runway, Buffalo Brian, and Gila Dan Lawless. Welcome to episode 51 of the Pred Wings Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Discord, and Twitch at Pred Wings Podcast. Twitter and YouTube, we're at Pred Wings Pod. And you can always email us at Pred Wings Podcast at gmail.com. And I guess we can go right into the Beer League Minute. Mr. Irrelevant again this week. Yeah. Well, actually, going back to last Thursday, um, I think, see, yeah, because we did the show before Thursday. Oh, wait. Or did we do it on Friday? Thursday. I think it was Wednesday last week or Thursday, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, well, it wasn't. Last Thursday was not good at all. It was another loss that we should have won, but I don't even remember what the score was, but... Moving on to Tuesdays, uh, we actually had a ref uh, this time. Dan didn't end up in the box. I usually don't, but um, it was it wasn't bad. I mean, we had a good goalie. It's a fresh goalie rookie. I guess you can call him a rookie. I guess. I mean, <laughs> if you want to call him, uh, but he he didn't play too well. I mean, he didn't. Play too He's bad. bashing the. <laughs> hey, no, did you just throw him I, under the I, bus? I, you just threw him that, under the bus. That, that came out wrong. That came out wrong. No, he played pretty good. We Which just time? it it was a defensive breakdowns by us. There was only one goal that was actually a really good goal, but. See, and I just, I, I, it just amazes me when you watch an NHL game. It looks so crisp. It looks like those guys are like like fifty feet apart at all times before you know they get even close to the puck. When you're out there on the ice, and, and we're moving slow. I mean, we're barely moving, if you even want to call it that. Well, you and are. it looks like there's like it looks like people are on top of you immediately, like right there in your face. And it's just incredible. Like when you and, and I know I'm not comparing us to the NHL in, in any positive manner, trust me. Um, but when you when you compare the two levels, it's just it's just amazing how well defined and, and fine-tuned these athletes are. I mean, it's just incredible, but yeah, no, getting back to it. Um, we didn't really, we didn't really accomplish much on our line period. Call it for what it is. We're getting better. The line's getting well, better. A few good passes. Um, yeah, we're getting it. But there was one, man. I was like, you know, that even surprised I, I blocked, me. I, I blocked the, uh, actually I kind of, yeah, I blocked the goalie tried to pass up the ice and I kind of, intercepted it and I had a little bit of wide open net and I I thought I had, didn't have as much time as I thought and um I uh I just put a backhand on and of course it went wide. I looking back on it I probably should uh went forehand and took my time and put it in the net but 
Oh, well. And then uh, moving on to Thursday, last night's game. Um, you know, we, the game that we should have won, we, we actually did win. It was uh, We played the team that had no wins, but in their defense, I think three or four, three or four of them, um, they had to forfeit because they didn't have a goalie. But um, we started off good with a lead, one nothing lead, and then, of course, they tied it up on a rebound. I hate those. I hate those. They made a good save, and then they went right to them and put home the rebound. And, I mean, I probably should have had it, but I don't know. And then we took a 2-1 lead. Uh, it was a, um, the uh, guy who scored it, he's, he's an older guy, probably in his 60s, maybe maybe early 70s, definitely in his 60s anyway. Uh, first goal, he was right there on the spot, right near, right rear front of the net, kind of like the side of the net, and puck it was rebound and put it in the empty side of the net. So I nice to see, him, nice to see him get his first goal, uh, especially being an older guy like that. And and then of course they tied it up. I think that one was a breakaway. And then uh, we we managed to get the lead. No, they they took the lead. Uh, that was kind of like a deep thing, and I I got my tried to get my leg over, but it was just wasn't fast enough. And then we managed to get the game tied in the third period, and then we scored a nice goal uh, to take the four to three lead. Um, had some nice saves down the stretch, so it was nice to finally get a win. Um, I think oh, you're fibbing. Yeah. Well, I better have won that game. <laughs> they didn't have any wins, so they still don't have any wins. So that wraps up the uh, Bear League Minute. Um, so I guess we can go jump right into the recaps. <clears throat> how many did the Preds have this week? Uh, how, uh, I think we had four of them. Well, the floor, we Florida game, I, I didn't really recap it last week, but I did gotta tell one but um let's start with uh either the wings or the sabers i don't care we can flip the coin flip a coin and see who wants to go first yeah i can just get mine out of the way i mean it's not not a whole lot to say i mean the the, the games have been rough they're going to continue to be rough um we've got some good We've got some good young guys. I say it every single week. We got some good young guys coming up. Edvinson, you know, Soderblom. I mean, guys that are developing right now. And and I've said this before, you know, Nashville, you, I mean, you got to realize this as well, Dan, that you guys have been somewhat relevant every year. So your draft picks aren't as high as they normally would. You know, Detroit went 27 years getting a bottom of the barrel draft pick. So it is hard to get people to land. It is hard to get that generational player, but you're going to take some lumps and, and Detroit's doing that right now. Like I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they took a beating to Ottawa. Um, you know, they lost to Seattle and I don't, did I, I think I finished recapping Seattle last week. Um, but then they played the Islanders. They went to the Island and just, they got smoked and you know, the Islanders aren't, they're not a an NHL Stanley Cup team, in my opinion. Uh, I think they're a couple pieces away, but right now I don't think they're there. And they just they beat up on on Detroit, just you know, bullied them off the puck. That's the biggest concern that I have as a Wings fan is, you know, are we going to get guys that can 
you know, man up and and play a physical style of of game. And, you know, I'm just not sure who Detroit has that can do that right now, to be honest. But we were bullied in that game, dropped a four to one, just not just was not a good game. Larkin was the only goal scorer for us. And, um, you know, he's really trying to prove that contract. But uh, yeah, then we go into Philly. And again, we just we get bullied the entire time we're on the ice. Just was not a good game. Uh, again, we we lose three to one, another multi-goal deficit. And, you know, Perron, he he gets his 16th on the season. And that's pretty much the only highlight or, or good thing to say about that game because Detroit's really been struggling here in the in the <clears throat> last half of the season. I know the struggles are going to continue, but um yeah, just not not a good stretch of hockey for Detroit to say the least. And wrapping it up um played chicago on wednesday and i honestly thought detroit was going to lose that game um i felt like the first couple of of periods detroit was just kind of uh outmanned outplayed i just didn't think detroit was going to be able to hang with them and you know we had jake wallman you know he continues to show why we signed him to an additional i think it was two-year contract uh larkin you know, he got his 24th of the season and he's pushing 70 points right now. So, I mean, he's he's picking up his game, especially since the All-Star break. And it'll be nice to see him really continue to push. Um, you know, and I, I'm excited to see what these guys can do moving up. Uh, Lucas Raymond, he gets his 16th. He's kind of quietly been, been been making a rebound. And a lot of people feel that he's in a slump and he's he is. I mean, he's not playing like he did last year. And maybe that's because he was underestimated last year and just was able to find ways to get points. Uh, But this year, he just, he looks, he's not like that exciting, flashy, you know, Lucas Raymond that we had last year. So hopefully he can get, you know, get comfortable on his line. And um, I know they've messed with lines a little bit, but it seems like it's going to be Perron, Larkin, and, and Raymond. Hopefully they can generate some offense and and get the kid moving again. Um, And then Kubalik, uh, you know, secures the game winner and, you know, Trey ends up winning the game. So hopefully we can turn around and at least play some exciting hockey, even losses. Just don't want to see those multi multi point losses. Those, those sting a little bit. And uh, you know, we want to see growth within the rebuild. So we got to play some competitive hockey coming up down the stretch, but um, that's all I got. Start with my Sabres recaps. I actually have quite a few this week. Oh, they entered play this week on Saturday with a four-way tie, 66 points, just four points out of the second wild card spot. Sabres have four games in hand on the Islanders for that second wild card spot. Big week. Islanders are on the docket, so let's get started. Tampa Bay on Saturday. It was red and black. Jersey day, kids day. Eric Comrie got the start. Unfortunately, the Stripes were playing for the Lightning and allowed to play a game call to be missed. Called a tripping call. Tripping. All right there, D-Law. Tri- oh, all the refs' fault. Tripping. Blaming the refs. Tripping call when a Lightning player falls over the D-man and laid, who laid down the block shot. Not to mention the multiple interference calls they did not call. I know, I know. I'm sudden like D-Law. Ooh, I like it. Feisty. <clears throat> Darlene put his stick in the mis- midsection of a Tampa Bay player, and Tampa Bay player 
held the stick, so of course Darlene heads to the box. And then, of course, Tampa Bay scored while uh, Tyson Jost had no stick. I Tampa want to jump in that holding the stick. That is the worst. That should be a penalty on the person holding the stick, like a delay game or a not delay game. But, you know, I don't know if you'd call it interference or just holding the stick. Holding the stick. But, I mean, but holding when, they clamp, when they clamp down and chicken wing on it. Oh, mm-hmm. that drives me nuts. I hate that. That happens in beer league all the time, too. Oh, I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. See here. Yost had no stick, so they scored. And then Tampa Bay. Oh, where was it? I lost my spot. They blatantly held an Olsen. No call. Finally, hooking in front of the Sabres net gets called. Tage Thompson with his 42nd on the power play. 1-1 after 1. Tampa Bay player loses a helmet. Check someone. No call. Last time I checked, you're supposed to leave the ice without impacting play. If you're not wearing or immediately put the helmet back on, which didn't happen. Well, if you lose your helmet, you're supposed to either put it back on immediately or try to or get off onto the bench. Otherwise, it's a penalty. He didn't do that. He checked someone and uh, no penalty. Uh, new addition. So Stillman. Should, that's so like D-Light. He does he that. He two him. penalties. Oh, I'm not that good. I can't, no, I can't. I'm not good enough to clamp the stick down or, <laughs> or not good enough to think about it. I'm like, oh, I should have done that. Riley Stillman, new addition, makes a huge check. Welcome to Buffalo, Riley. Vinny Hinostrosa with his second goal since the call-up to make it 2-1. Another awesome tripping penalty called on Stillman. Play happened and well before... Well delayed before the ref put his hand up. Tyson Jost with a nifty backhand after he gets loose in front of the net makes it 3-1. Just seconds into a power or a penalty kill. I thought it was actually 4-on-4, four four, but they said they stepped onto the ice, so it was a penalty kill. 13 and a half seconds left. Quinn makes it 4-1 at the end of two. And then I lost my feed. Apparently... Stillman and some guy named Juno. I don't know who he is, but some guy named Juno got in a fight. Oh, uh, that must be that must be his tenth fighting major then. Apparently, these two have a history, but uh, Stillman got knocked out. He did not return to the game, so that was a little. I am bit of a so. Blow. That's, well, that's like, a. It can't be Juno because he doesn't knock anybody out. No, he did. I, I, oh, he did. I I think that uh, that was a big miss by Eiserman. I I don't. I just hope that he was. At least inquiring about getting him when he found out he was on the trade market because I like that kid. He can do he can do it all. He can fight. He can check. He can score goals. Um, not so much this year, but last year he was on fire. I like the big, kid. It was a big miss by Poyle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He let him walk. Sorry, Poyle didn't let him walk. Trotz did, but anyway, Trotz did. <clears throat> he didn't return the game. He, Skinner opens up the scoring in the third with his 26th of the season on the power play. Tampa Bay scored to make it 5-2. Killhorn makes it 5-3 on shorthanded. Stamkos, Kucherov, and Point were on the bench for the third period, according to Razor. 5-3 was the final score. So I said they were going to lose that game. Obviously, they won. So there was one wrong guess for the week. Uh, Edmonton game. Jordan Greenway makes his debut. Welcome to Buffalo, Jordan. 
Uh, Samuelson and Joe's both out of the game with injuries. McDavid scored his 53rd of the season on a wraparound. It was it was nasty. He was behind the net when the freaking puck went in the net. Anderson was out of position. <clears throat> McDavid's feet were actually behind the net. Skinner buries one in a power play to make it 1-1 after one. Ryan Nugent Hopkins makes it 2-1. Buffalo successfully challenged the play. It was offside, so back to 1-1. Very, very tired fourth line allowed a goal. Just over a minute left in the second to make it 2-1 Edmonton after two. Less than a minute into the third, uh, Cousins buried a spinorama at the back of the net. And then McDavid, of course, buried his 54th 3-2 final. An empty net goal was disallowed due to being offsides at the end of the game. Not a good performance overall. Normal, which is normal for the Sabres playing at home. I said that was going to be a loss, so I got that one right. <clears throat> then we move on to the Islanders game in New York on Long Island. It was a very boring first period, 0-0 after 1. Cousins buried an amazing goal to put up the Sabres 1-0. Took the puck from the blue line, went around the D. It actually wasn't the defense moving forward, but and buried his shot 5-hole. Islanders tied it up with a pass from behind the net. Isles go up. Sabres went up 2-1 when Okaposo buries a shot top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. Credit to RJ for that. Isles take a 3-2 lead on a goal kicked in by former Sabre Hudson Fashing. Called no goal on the ice. Reviewed in Toronto and called a goal. Clearly lifts his leg, turns it towards the net to direct the puck in. Horrible call. Sabres couldn't overcome. I... I don't even Playing know. Playing the zebras. Like, they called it no goal on the ice. Went to review. You clearly see he lifts his leg up, has it directing towards the net, but let's just let it go. Whatever. Home call. Very home call. I said that was going to be a win. I had a loss to begin with, but I changed it. So that was a loss for me. <clears throat> and then the final game of the week, Dallas. I don't even know what to say about this game. So depressing. I missed the first period, thankfully. They jumped out to a 3-0 lead. And then with 25 seconds left, Greenway tips in a redirection to make it 3-1 after 1 for his first as a saver. Oposo makes it 4-2 shortly after. Dallas scored the fourth goal. But then Dallas turns around and beats Comrie to make it 5-2. That one, Sabres player actually kicked the nut. Er, I think they put it in the net with their stick, but it was kicked. But because the Sabres player touched it, it still counts. No goal. No, it was a goal because the Sabres touched it last. Skinner makes it 5-3 through Dale's goalie's armpit. The old armpit goal. Yeah. Um, it was a 10-4 final. Another defensive collapse in the third period. Was a smelly armpit? <laughs> it was a smelly game. Well. I called that as a loss, so that was a win for me. But yeah, it was a... 10, 10 to 4 loss. Like, I can't even describe how bad that was. But that's all I got for the week, thankfully. No more. All right, let's, let's drum roll for Dano. Well, the Predators, they had four games. And, well, I, if you listened to us last week, you would have found that they won. The Predators beat Florida. But um, so uh, they came out 
pretty good in second in the first period. Matt Duchesne scores uh, his 19th on the power play, and then uh, John Leonard making his de- predator debut. But I believe he got from the Sharks. Uh, he gets his first goal uh, to make up two to nothing, which turns out to be the game winning goal. So pretty good for that one goal, one game winning goal. And then after that, it was pretty much literally holding on for the two. Well, uh, Brendan Montour scores his 11th in the second period to cut the lead at two to one. But um, like I said, the prayers just basically held on. Uh, first period, they outshot them 12 to seven. And then in the second, Florida outshot Fred 16 to seven. And then the third, uh, Florida outshot them eight to four. Uh, Kevin Lankinen was playing in that for this one, so he was actually the first star of the game. So 31 sa- 31 shots for Florida, so 30 saves. So not too bad f- uh, for for him. Um, so then moves on to Chicago, and this game. Actually, pretty cool, pretty good game for the uh, Predators. Uh, three to one win. Um, Seth Jones scored the first goal, thirty-seven seconds in, and thought maybe it was going to be a bad game. But Tavasino scores a power play goal, and it seems like the Preds had were always on the power play this game. Uh, Chicago just seems to take way too many penalties. Um, and then uh, Tyson Berry, another new new predator, scores his 11th. Um, I think that was his first or second with the Preds. And then uh, third assistance gets his 10th. Um, so, you know, they uh, they, they actually played, you know, probably a game they should have won because Chicago is just like almost as bad as the Predators. Um but the shots were pretty close in this game, 28-25 for Chicago. Uh, so then, uh, then then they moved on. You know, they're on the road trip here. Um, moved on to Vancouver, watched part of that game. I was able to see uh, it's very tail end of the first period and the second period, and I actually kind of fell asleep in the third period. Um it was, you know, Vancouver had a two to one lead after the first period. There was no goal in the second. And then uh Vancouver scored uh to make a three to one and the it just the presence I mean while I'd fallen asleep in the third period and woke up and they just the presence weren't playing all that great. Um so I turned it off and uh next morning I look at the score and they they lost in a shootout. Luke Evangelista, the new, the rookie, the, uh, well, I guess you can call him rookie, the, one of the young, young players, up and coming players for the Predators. He scored the two goals to get the game tied. So he's, 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 uh, having a nice little streak. Uh, can we call him the priest? I don't know. Because isn't like me. Evangelist, isn't that like a, a church Christian or Catholic thing? Oh, Let's call him the priest. Oh. Well, um, maybe the, maybe his uh, teammates call him that. I don't know. Father. Well, Father they're going <laughs> to they're going to follow D-Law. They heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Actually, I'm not the one who said that. Run, run, run. So, 
Um, but he's been so playing pretty good. So yeah, <laughs> so he he's been pr- playing pretty good. So, um, but um, you know, maybe he See, doesn't that give of, you hope? Does that, that give you? Slowly- Kind of solidifies his spot for next year, maybe. You know. Yeah, but doesn't that give you like some encouragement on what the Predators oh. are going to be next year and the year after? You've got a kid a like that coming in; he's making a difference already. Yeah, a lot of the younger players, you know, and and you know, Trenton, Sissons, and while well, Sissons is getting up there, I mean, he's still young, but um, but in the shootout, they just they're. There's one goal. Um, it was actually the fifth. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the fifth. fifth shooter, the third Vancouver shooter. Um, I, thought were, I thought it went three rounds in a shootout. Because Nashville only had two shooters. Uh, Luke Evangelista actually uh, missed the net in the shootout. Uh, his well, yeah, if, if, the, if the first two goals were scored by the opponent... And you but missed I, your first two, then you still can't win with your last one, so you wouldn't take it. I thought it was a three round shoot, three rounds though, because uh, it is. But well, if if you get zero they, in your first two, and they get two in their first well, two, you have Vancouver, one left. You can't win. Vancouver shot first. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko, he that was a save, and then Duchesne went for, first for Nashville, second, um, and that was a save, Duchesne. Went for that, and then JT Miller, that was a save, and then Luke Evangelist missed the net, and then Elias Patterson scored. Um, so I don't know why the Predators didn't get an opportunity after that to tie it up. Something doesn't sound right. I, I don't know if we have the facts straight. I mean, I don't see how the whole NHL well, world would be silent on the Predators not having their last shot to tie a shootout. Well, that was the official uh, the official score score sheet is showing five. Are you, sh- are you sure that they shot first? It says yeah. Number, the first shooter was Andre Kuzmenko. Second was Matt Duchesne. Third was J.T. Miller. Fourth was Luke Evangelista, and fifth was Elias Pettersson. So there was more than four rounds. Yeah, I don't well, know. I'd have one, two. Well. Nashville's missing a third round, but in any case, uh, they dropped. You just that uncovered one. the NHL's biggest flub this year, D. Law. You should be proud. Yeah, your first I, don't <laughs> I don't right. know. I didn't see the shootout. Uh, I just it was. Uh, oh, so the, now the facts the, are I, fuzzy. I I just saw the rec- I just saw the, oh. the official the official stat sheet. So, folks, it just got a lot fuzzy. But, so anyway, you know that was a loss. I don't know. It, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they were they came back. They were down three to one. They didn't really play all that great, and they come back to get a point. I guess. I mean, it's a loss. It kind of hurts, but at least they got a point. I and mean, I keep saying that. You know, at least they get a point. At least they get a point. Well, at some point, you're gonna be like, no, we don't need one point. We need two points. But anyway, they moved on to. Arizona, the freaking, I don't want to go. I, I, I got a rant on that coming up after this recap. I'll, so I'll just go right in. I want to just, before you get into the rant, I just want to say one thing, but go ahead and finish before we get into it. So, you know, I don't, I saw most of this game and they just look flat. Um, actually, I didn't see most of the game. I was playing hockey. That was last night's game. I did see the the tail end, like the third period. Um, but 
you know, they just didn't look good in the third period. Um, Cody Glass got a goal, his ninth, but, you know, Arizona, I believe they got an empty net. Um, I think that was an empty net. They scored, they had uh, three unanswered but, goals, I believe. But anyway, it was four to, you know, they scored three goals in the third period. Actually, they, they had a three to nothing lead. Uh, Arizona had a three nothing lead, and then, um, uh, Cody Glass cut it to three to one. Um, and then they scored four to one. Um, now, Dila, I don't watch uh, a lot of Nashville games, and I want I want your opinion on something. So when I was watching the game, their power play looks very similar to Detroit's. It's like clustered. Um, it's passing isn't that. crisp. It just their, it did not look it didn't look good to me. They look, they look like they'd never played together. The Predators power play hasn't been good all year. Okay. So, so uh, and remember, because I remember saying earlier in the year, um, I don't remember who was controlling the power play. It was one of the assistant coach. Um, uh, no, I, I had said it during one of the one of the podcasts earlier, and I don't remember who it was. But I was remember I was I remember saying, uh, you know, he's control. He's he's running the power play, and uh, maybe it's time to bring somebody else in to run the power play and. Can him or well, obviously can't can him in the middle of the season, but but yeah, but you know, I mean, special teams are such an important. Like, I think a lot of people take it for granted. Like, it it really changes the momentum of a game. I mean, Detroit, unfortunately, they're they're young, very juvenile looking, and that's how I kind of felt about watching Nashville. Um, they have room to grow together, <clears throat> but just how they they give away. Pucks like Detroit's giving up shorthanded goals. They're not scoring on any of the power plays. Um, you know, they're just they're not good. And and getting back to Nashville, that's that's what I kind of felt watching that game. Is you know Arizona just beat them on every special teams play that they had. I mean Nashville couldn't really get anything going at all. Like two of the penalties, they didn't even get a shot on goal. But yeah, and, and you know. That's this is a second game in a row that a, that a team's played their rookie goaltender against the Predators. Vancouver dissing the Predators by playing their rookie goaltender. Oh, look, it's easy not win. A Let's diss. play a rookie. It's not a diss. Yes, who else would play a rookie goaltender? It, uh, they, you know, they're not going to play the rookie goaltender against any other team. They're like, oh, this is an that. easy win. Buffalo. And then, and then the Coyotes. No, they wouldn't play. Nobody would play rookie going them. They're they're red hot. But you know, and then if I'm a goalie, if I'm a coach, thirty nine saves. That's his first NHL win. But the Predators playing some pretty high shooting games, like the shots on goal. They get a lot of shots, just not on the power play. Um, That's because they can't. You know, so I would. You know, at some point, you you want your rookie goalies to see some rubber. So it's not always a diss. Like they're not saying like, oh, it's Nashville. Like, yeah, there's some teams like, oh, it's you know, it's it's Detroit. So we can just play whoever we want to play and it is what it is. Um but I mean th- there's games where you just have to give your starter a rest. I mean, you can't expect these guys to go out and play what, eighty two games plus preseason, plus off season? Like these yeah, guys but need Arizona's to play. got two other goaltenders that they could have played. Yeah, but but why not let the kid get some reps? Like they didn't like special. Now, if they had specially called him up 
for just that game and sent him down, then I would say, yeah, now it's a diss. But if they didn't say, hey, you're going to come up and play this game and leave right after the game, like then then I don't think it's a diss. They're getting the kids some rubber. They're getting them some experience, letting, letting them play a little bit. But, yeah, this um... – and it sucks. I mean, that's a Detroit's been doing that for the last three years. I get it. When you see their scrub backup goalie winning games, it just it lights a fire and it gets you pissed off. So I understand you. I I know where you are right now. And that leads me into a rant room on Arizona as a franchise. You are now entering the rant. The Arizona Coyotes of all franchises, after the win against the Predators, their official team, Arizona Coyotes Twitter uh, page, posted a picture of a trash bag with the Predators logo and said Trashville on it. Now, are you kidding me? Let's just see Arizona. I mean, I could understand if it's an elite franchise like Chicago or New New York or or uh, Colorado or Chicago. Even it's got multiple Stanley Cups or Detroit. But this is Arizona. They can't. They're playing in a college arena that holds forty six hundred. It doesn't even get forty six hundred. That the NHL just magically says, "Oh, the attendance is forty six hundred because that's what the capacity is." And when you see all these empty seats and the people that are in there have the other team's color on them, and your franchise is going to say that to another franchise that's better, at least in points. You Excellent. are the best rant room. I you mean, are the best rant this room is person just, ever. I, I, I just. Uh, I it's just, like a time this week. I heard I that just, though. Break it down, Trashville Dan. Like, tell us what. I, tell us what's going on. Break it down. Let's hear. It. I, if, if you're following us on our Twitter, uh, Twitter page, you would probably have saw that. Be, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I saw that, and I'm like, really. Arizona is going to do that. Are you kidding everybody, me? Everybody does it. Look at Marshand. Like, oh, we could go to the All-Stars. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. Yeah, but this is, this is Arizona. They can't even, they, they don't even, they can't even fill their arena with their own fans. They got to have the other teams buy, pay, pay their salary, their, their rent. Well, I don't even know they're paying rent because they're in a college arena. And they probably don't want to even get it, an arena. And I think, you know, the NHL needs to just like stop holding their hand and let them fail. If they're going to fail, they're going to fail. I I just I don't know. I, I'm a firm I, I'm, believer in that. I, I'm done with the I'm done with the rant. I I, I mean I, I think I mean on, I, I could probably I could probably go on for hours, but I'll be just saying the same thing, and I'm just afraid I might end up end in jail. Up saying something that we'll have to bleep and bleep and like that one show. Beep, 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 beep. 
Alrighty. Um, no, I, 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 I get it. I get it. And it's, it's hard to watch people make those comments about your team. Like I, I, I've well, been I, brought end of it for I mean, a few I years now. I mean, a fan, you know, a player, you know, a fan, I, that that's one thing, but this is coming from the team, the official team, Twitter. We do it all the time. Who's your daddy? Trashville. <laughs> Apparently it's the coyotes. Well, anyway, all um, right. I guess so it, I, have, it... I have a question for you guys. Like I, I was thinking about this just the other day. I don't know why I was thinking about it, but I want to ask your opinion. So at the trade deadline, you saw Bertuzzi dealt. Ekholm was dealt. Um, I forget who um, Chikrin was dealt, which we had talked about. But all these guys are closer to the trade deadline, like like they were just holding out, and you know. One thing Eiserman had said was that Detroit had gone on a skid. We were on a you know a slight skid. We weren't going to compete against a team like Boston, you know, and, and they moved on. And Nashville, very similar concepts. Like you know, compare ourselves to a team like Boston. We you know we're just not there, so it's a good time to whatever. So all these teams are comparing themselves to Boston. Do you think we'll use Trotz and Poyle? Do you think they were sitting there at the trade deadline and were like, man, if Boston wins another game, we're selling because we're not beating them. Nobody's going to touch Boston this year. They're going to win the cup no matter what. We might as well just sell the house because Boston's going to win it anyways. It doesn't matter what we So we might as well just sell the house and, you know, see what happens. Or do you think it's just true? Like, well, you know, we're just not – there we're gonna completely start the rebuild yeah i i and, think he's gone too June, June but i just think but i but i understand the concept like it just to me it makes sense if you i mean anything can happen in the playoffs i get it i get it you know the the number whatever eighth seed could win the cup we've seen it before but this year we're talking about the boston Bruins. The oh that's already that's gonna be wrapped up but you're talking about a Boston Bruins team that is on the verge of being literally the best team that has ever played in the NHL. Like there have been some great teams back in the day, but they're going to be the best team to ever touch the ice that like in history is unfolding in front of us. Speaking of the Bruins, they can clinch a playoff tomorrow. That's what I mean. You've got a team that's, I mean, this, this team is just, I, I get the whole, like my, I would sell the house as well. If you're a team that's on the verge of rebuild or not rebuild and you're going to, you know, Hey, we can maybe squeak into the playoffs. If you're not going to be able to hang with Boston, then what, what's the point? I would sell the house too. So I think, I think in, in, you know, speaking for Detroit and even Nashville, that selling right at the deadline and actually ripping the bandaid off. I, I think Boston did them a favor because nobody's touching them. They're going to win the cup this year without a doubt. I'm calling it. I mean, I'm sure it's already been called, but I except, just. I, except for the president's trophy jinx. I don't think that's going to matter with this team. I mean, unless that plane crashes or there's, you know, God forbid some kind of an accident that takes a few members out of the lineup. I just, I, I don't see it happening. That's why they play the games, though. 
I mean, they've they've added Hathaway. They've added uh, Bertuzzi. Who else did they just add? They just added another big. Bert, um, Bertuzzi will probably just get injured again. He could. Or, I mean, that's, that's a good possibility. But, I mean, you look at it. take one of. I don't think Hathaway was all that great, at least not in Washington. See, but what's scary to me is Bertuzzi was probably legitimately a second liner on a contending team. Gritty, he can find the goals in front of the net. You know, he gets to the, the dirty areas of the ice, and he does it pretty well. But he goes to a Boston team, so he goes from a first line in, in Detroit to a third line in Boston, and he's scoring goals. I mean, that's just kind of a – when I think about it, because obviously Bertuzzi was a Red Wing, what his potential is and how many goals he can probably put up, you know, as a third liner, that's pretty scary. That's, that's some deep players on your team. So, yeah, I, I think Boston is just, I think they're going to set the record. I think they're going to shatter the record. I think Marchand is going to be, you know, beating his chest and using that as, as trolling bait for years to come. But I just think this Boston team is, is dominant. And I think they created havoc in the free agency market or the, the trade deadline just by being so freaking good. So I guess we can move in to the hideout. I don't even know. I really don't. This team needs what? defensive help. No, I was just going to say, like, where, where are they lacking? And you just you, you said it. Defense. 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 And not even defensemen. They just need players to play defense. How often does a team have five goal scorers above 20 goals? 60 games in the season. Not yet. They're not in the playoffs. Looking at the league currently, this is the other day. The Devils, Asterix, and the Sabres are only two teams with five 20 goal scorers. The Sabres plus minus is plus 22 to negative 21. They have 17 players that are minus, with two being a negative 10 or minus 10 or worse. The Devils is plus 36 down to a negative 6. And only four players are in the minus. I don't know how to fix this issue, but something needs to be done. They will not get over this hump and break that playoff drought. Thomas Tatar, I don't know if you've heard that name before or not. <clears throat> he's thirty. He's plus 36 for the Devils. I don't know where he even came from. Last year he was a negative. He was a minus 22. And he started going, in Detroit. Yeah. Going back to that asterisk, the Sabres, according to the broadcast, the national broadcast, not the Sabres broadcast, are still the only team with five goals 20 goal scorers the reason they have five on my list is they traded for Meyer and he's got 20 plus but apparently doesn't count because he didn't score him for the doubles so Sabres have five 20 goal scorers and they're they have a player who is negative 21 oh that player you ask it's one and only Victor Olson. I wore this jersey for a reason tonight to make you see that 
This is my favorite player. And he is the worst player on the freaking team. The other night, his line mates were tired. He was probably tired too, but the play looked like you it get was that good. out. Hold on. So your favorite player is the worst player. Well, he was. Is that what you just said? Pretty much. Did you I'm get that jersey off out. the discount rack? No, I've had this jersey for <laughs> many, many years. It's an Amrix jersey, so it's been however long he's been up in the big leagues that I got this jersey. But he has 24 goals, but a negative 20, minus 21 is killing this team. I hate to say it, but he just he needs to go. I mean, he's my favorite player, but it's players like him. So the other night, his line mates retired, you could tell. And the play looked like it might have been might be breaking out of the zone. So he takes off, leaves his tired line mates in there. They lose the puck. And I don't remember what game it was, but they scored on him. And he's there he is trying to come back into the zone. Out of position. He's my favorite player, but he's hurting this team. Um, and moving on to the Tuck Eichel watch. I don't want to even go here because this is starting to hurt too. Tucky's still out. Eichel has 23 goals, 27 assists for 50 points in 52 games. Tuck has 57 games played, 62 points. So, I mean... Michael's still got a ways to go for points, but Tuck needs to come back. That's another reason Sabres are doing horrible, because they miss Tucky. Krebs has eight goals, 12 assists, 20 points in 56 games. So, yeah, it's been a rough week since the trade deadline. Okay, so some NHL news stories. Well, Ron's favorite uh Player is egress is at it again. Another trick goal um, against Grubar in Seattle. Um, let's see what else do we got? Well, the 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 other night uh, when Dallas, uh, I think they only played one team, but they they that was they had a season high ten goals. So at least it was somebody else other than uh, Predators to do that. Usually it's against the Predators that something like that happens. Um, the Flyers uh, fired uh, Fletcher. Chuck Fletcher. And I'll let Brian take the rest uh, as far as who they hired. Congrats to Assistant GM Danny Breer for being promoted to the GM spot. Congrats. Missed you here in Buffalo. So now, what did he do in Buffalo before this? I, I'm not aware. He was our captain back in '05. Well, I, well, I knew that. I didn't know if he was still affiliated in. No, no, he was capacity. there. He was the assistant GM in Philly. He was gotcha. the GM of their uh, Lehigh Valley team, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, but no. So now, Briere, Drury, and uh, Mike Gear are all GMs in the league. Former teammates from Buffalo. So congratulations, Danny. That's all I got. More, too much more news. I mentioned the Bruins can clinch uh, playoffs tomorrow. 
Um, which they probably will, because, well, we'll get to that later who they play tomorrow. Um, but I guess, um, we, uh, we've been, I've been going, um, over the, uh, the Super 16, but, you know, and that's, uh, basically like a reporter, NHL reporter thing. So I came up with an idea um, to have the, I call it the Red Wings 16. We, as uh, the three of us, will come up with our own top 16. Um, I don't know if you, you guys had a chance to do yours yet, but this is mine. Uh, my, my, uh, my Red Wings 16. Uh, number one spot, of course, I think it's probably everybody's Boston. Number two is might be a little bit of a surprise. Um, I put Dallas up there just because, um, as you know, they've been playing really good as of late, and they're really starting to click. Um, and then I got for number three, I put Carolina. Um, I I don't know. I mean, they're they're still good. Um, they're they're kind of quiet actually. Um, so I mean. I think they're going to be, you know, right up at the top. Um, and then number four, you got the Rangers. They're just they they added they added too much talent, um, and they they're just they're just a team to to watch. Um, now it might be you know it might be a little different you know in the play in the playoffs you know it's a whole totally different season. Um, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, number five, I got Vegas, uh, best team in the Pacific Division, as far as I'm concerned, other than Dallas. Um, and then um, number six, New Jersey, they're just red hot, um, especially at their player, Timo Meyer, um, with 20 goals, um, or 20 plus. Uh, number seven, Minnesota. Uh, although the only question is goaltending, as far as I'm concerned on that one. Uh, number eight, Colorado. They're starting to peak at the right time. Number nine, I got Tampa Bay. Um, I think uh, they're probably going to be falling off my list. Um, who knows? Uh, Toronto, I got in the top ten. Ten. And why do I got New Jersey twice? Okay. Uh, they must be that good. They are that good. <laughs> I must have made a mistake on that one. But uh, so Seattle uh, would be number eleven, and then uh, the Kings will be number twelve because they're just you know well they got a couple of my buddies from Predators, Arvidsson and Yarncroke, um, or not Yarncroke, um, Fiala, um. And then Edmonton, number 14, just because they got the two top, uh, two best players in the league. Uh, number 15, the Islanders. They're starting to starting to play a lot better. And See, then, if we uh, had the sound effects, I would play that one of Dan screaming that sounds like a cat. Yeah. I would play actually, that right now. Actually, that, was four, actually, that would have been 14. And uh, Pittsburgh would be 15 because of the New Jersey mistake. And then uh, I I had mentioned uh, honorable mention to Winnipeg and Florida. So one of the, because uh, I screwed up on I had two teams 
the same one team in twice, so I don't know how I did that. Uh, so Winnipeg would be the 16th pick, uh, or at number 16. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's my Pred Wing 16. Um, you know, I'll just go through it quick. I was just looking through it. Um, I didn't get a chance to really research it, so I'm just firing off the hip, being completely honest. So don't take this to Vegas. Um, but obviously, Boston, you got to go Boston number one, you know, for obvious reasons. Now I'm just going to zip through. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, Dallas, um, Rangers. Uh, I like the Golden Knights and the Kings. Um, probably Tampa Bay next. I think that they've acquired, even though they didn't play well the other night, but um, I think they've acquired some pieces that are, you know, come playoff time are going to be very helpful in a deep run like Taylor Janot. So I'm going to go Tampa, Minnesota. Um, Tanner Janot, not Taylor. What's that? Tanner Janot. I'm sorry, Tanner. I don't know what I was thinking. I knew that. Um, then I'll probably, you know, Minnesota, like I said, um, and I agree with you. I, I think they're playing pretty well right now. Um, I'll probably go Edmonton over Seattle because I, at some point, I just feel like Edmonton's got a break. I mean, just by the laws of, of, you know, statistics, they've got to be able to, to at least make some kind of a run with the, the roster that they have. Um, and I'll probably go Islanders, Winnipeg and Colorado and you know, Pittsburgh's still kind of hanging on there and Colorado. I have down below because I just, they're just not playing the, <clears throat> the type of hockey that they were playing at this time last year. They're very far off from it. So that's my top 16. I don't know if you have something, Brian, or yeah. Number one, I have a very surprise. Pick. I'm going to go with Boston. Nashville at number one. Oh, oh, sorry. That was one. sorry. Sleep. That was thirty-one. Sorry, that was thirty-one. Uh, let me go up to number one. Oh, you didn't see the. <laughs> my bad. That was my bad. Out comes the water. He's <laughs> taking a drink. D Law. It was a joke. Thirtieth uh, is Detroit. Don't worry. He's Buffalo, not Arizona. Buffalo is thirty-two. It's okay, Dad. Boston number one. Obviously, they're nine and one. In their last ten. Carolina, New Jersey, Toronto, L.A. They're pretty hot right now. And then Vegas, Dallas, Rangers, then Tampa Bay, Edmonton, Minnesota, Seattle. And then rounding it out, the Islanders are on a little bit of a streak. Colorado, um, the bottom is hard. Florida's been doing well. There's so much, yeah, there's so much in play. I mean, you can talk about Calgary. Ottawa's been playing incredible hockey. Plus all the moves, well getting uh i want to change ottawa with pittsburgh in mind just saying the last no, two, pittsburgh's think. in the playoff spot though and ottawa's still trying to chase them down and pittsburgh just keeps winning i still like pits or ottawa over pittsburgh i'm switching that pittsburgh keeps winning they're five four and one in the last 10 so i wouldn't say they keep winning well um, they won they, they just they just come off the overtime win against columbus which I guess at least they were the win. That was one win. Uh, 
I'm going to go with Calgary, Winnipeg for the last 15, 16. And if I was to rank the three of our team. I don't want to do that because I know it would be Buffalo, Detroit, Nashville. No. It would probably be. Are you, are, are you, are you saying ranking the bottom, just the three of them, or are you ranking them with? No, the three of them. I, honestly, they're all the same. They're all uh, right there. 67, 68, 69 oh. points. Well, the president. Yeah, even Steve Eisman said it on our four sets back. But he the said this on a podcast. You know, Buffalo is, is ahead of Detroit in their rebuild. I mean, they've had a little bit longer to do it, and they've been bit. able to. Well, I mean, but in the last few years, they've really you know, bolstered their lineup. And then this year you put Tage Thompson in there, signed to a huge deal. And the kid's showing you why he's worth that money. I mean, the kid's playing incredible hockey. So Buffalo's got some pretty big key pieces. Like you said, they've got what, how many uh, 20 goal scorers? Five. Five. Five 20 goal scorers already. And okay. I mean, that's just, that's incredible. I mean, that if if that's not a foundation of a team, I don't know what is. And they're not an old team either. They're one of the youngest in the NHL. They're the youngest. So, are they the youngest? Mm-hmm. I think Detroit's third youngest right now. I'm, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get a crow and put him on my shoulder during the show podcast because, because of that Cage Thompson thing. You should. You got to eat it halfway, like a live crow, like Ozzy Osbourne. Name him. Like just. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Sorry. But I mean, we need the viewers. But yeah, I mean. On. But I think Buffalo is definitely ahead of Detroit in the rebuild. And, you know, I'd like to think Detroit is ahead of Nashville in the rebuild, um, which, you know, what? I, I can say that I, I can say Detroit's ahead of Nashville in the rebuild because we've been doing it a little bit longer. We're at the earlier stages of it. And I think Nashville still has yet to hit rock bottom in the rebuild. Um, sorry oh, to say God. it. Tom, but I, if you, I mean, there was a rock bottom. Yeah, I mean, you. I mean, this was the rock bottom. No, nah, hopefully it is. I mean, hopefully you guys have hit rock bottom and you're building out of it. But I still think you'll see some some players moved. You're going to question some things because what they'll probably do is deal Soros and bring up Askarov, and you're going to say, "Who else Askarov? What is he doing? Oh, he's terribly sucks. He's no good." Hey, he and got a fight this week. I mean, yeah, the kid's willing to lay it all on the line. He didn't win it, but yeah, at least it, it, it. it is nice to see uh, the way they come back in that Vancouver game. You know, the, a lot of the younger players were in that, and to come back, it adds a little. Um, didn't the priest win it for you? No, that was that was the shootout loss that they only got to shoot twice when Vancouver shot three times. Oh, that's right. That was that's a scandal game. <laughs> I'm gonna look into. I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna look into that a little more and see. Um, but, I want facts um, next show. Put that down because I'm calling you out yeah. next show. I'm gonna write it down. I want to know what happened in that game, even though I can just um, look it up myself. I want you to talk about it. Oh, okay. Yes, Tommy Novak did shoot after Patterson, mm-hmm. and it was a save. So they did. They did get all to shoot the facts ever. come to life. I, all right, they, we don't have to go through it next show. The crow. Why wasn't that two crows? Why wasn't that one listed on the main screen? You need to get better resources. Uh, my news. name is NHL. Fake news. NHL.com. Fake news. 
They're a joke. You yeah, gotta go to the other. Yeah. You gotta go to the reliable sources on. They also pay the uh, refs, so fake news. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, so I mean, I mean, I will say I've already ranted on this this year, but the officiating in the NHL has been just last. Just no, not very inconsistent. It's been very inconsistent well, throughout the, throughout with, all the games. That goes for the AHL too. But um, before we head into that, um, I, I, there there are some five suspensions. But before I get into that, I want to go through some injuries. Uh, looks like Kaprizov is going to be out three to four weeks. So that might you know for, that's a huge loss for the Wild. Um, I'll see. It loss. might it might affect my super my my uh, I'm sorry, I almost call it super sixteen my Predwing sixteen but um, we'll see how they re, how they re, you know maybe maybe they can uh, try to overcome that loss. Um, there was uh, he left. Uh, I think they said it was his left leg, um, which is kind of surprising they would say that. Um, and then uh looks like Talbot is out three weeks for the Senators, the the goalie Cam uh Cam Talbot Cam Talbot. Um not sure who's their other uh Oh, they got Phil Gustafson. Okay, yeah, they traded they they traded for him, so they might not be in too bad of a shape as the wild. Um I think that was all the Injuries that I saw. Uh, do you any you see any other ones? I have not. Um, no. But uh, going to the fine suspensions, uh, the Sharks coach David Quinn. Um, he was fined twenty five thousand dollars for an outburst at the rest. It kind of ties in with your. Uh, bad officiating. I didn't see the game, so I'm not sure what, you know, what he was, what he said, or what, why he had an outburst, but he was also ejected from that game, so he must have been really high. I don't know if it was a goal, or I had to look, I'll have to find what happened exactly. Um, but I think that was about the only finds that I saw. Um, I didn't even see that on the NHL website. I saw that on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure exactly where, but it was on Twitter, so it wasn't did not come from NHL.com. Um, so any other suspensions? None that I can I think of. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard. Yeah, of any. I haven't seen any either. And uh, you know, as we, I don't know if you were of um. Well, viewers are maybe uh, the Sabres had tr- traded Chase Prisky. He was playing in the Amherst. Um, he they had traded him to Anaheim, uh, so he's going to be playing with the San Diego Gulls, which are the Anaheim uh, HL affiliate. His debut with them, he scored two goals, and one of them was a game-winning goal in overtime against the Tucson Roadrunners. So. Good to see him uh, continue his good play, although he was... Until he's in the NHL next year and tearing it up. He, he was kind of up and down with the Amherst. Um, that's probably why they traded him, but... But for the most part, he was did decent job. Uh, but that's about all the 
stories that I have for now that I saw, any main stories, um, I I don't know if uh, Ron was a, here when he heard uh, I mentioned uh, Zegris's uh, trick goal. I call it a trick goal. Um, <laughs> it was a between the legs goal thing. It wasn't a lacrosse style goal, but whatever. I just, I just, just <laughs> I, I don't know like him. Love that I just, player. I don't. I'm not a fan. I just don't like him. I mean, he might be a great person off the ice, but I just, if the rumors are true about him and, and Troy Stetcher, I just, I have no respect for the kid and it is what it is. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's going to make more money than I'll ever make. And he's going to have a life that I will never have, but I don't have to like him and I don't. And that's all there is to it. And that's the bottom line. D law state law. Okay, uh, I guess we can move into some AHL updates. Well, I'll be quick with the, the Griffins. They only had a couple of games. Uh, two wins, or two losses and a win. Lost to the Wild, 4-3 um, in overtime. <clears throat> um, and they lost at, at the Cleveland Monsters, 4-1. Uh, to one. Um, Then Ned gets the start, and they won 2-1 to one in overtime, and Adelkovich was the sec- second star of the game which is nice because we're trying to get his confidence back. He, you know, was up on the bench for the the Red Wings a couple games ago. Um, just trying to get him motivated to come up and do what we know he can do. So it's a good sign. I think that fire might be lit. So we'll have to keep an eye on Nadelkovich to see if he comes back up and get some games in this, you know, late tanking stage we're in. Seems like the Admirals like to follow or play the same opponents that the Griffins play because they had just come off the wild. Um, but then they went to Texas uh, last Friday, and well, they're like, well, most of the Admirals are playing playing in Nashville right now, but they lost this uh, Texas Stars five to three in Texas. But then they won the next day, Saturday, uh, three to two in Texas. Uh, Obviously, playing back-to-back to the AHL. And then uh, this past Tuesday, they played the Iowa Wild again at Milwaukee, and they lost 5-3. to three. And then they had played Tucson earlier uh, tonight on the 10th. Um, no, uh, I didn't see what the score was that. But um, they're... Uh, they're dropping their the admirals are now third in a division uh behind Texas. They're actually only one point behind Texas. They're tied with Manitoba and then of course the Grand Rapids is Grand Rapids Griffins are last in the division with fifty two points. Uh so that's the Admirals portion. Talk a little bit about the uh Amherst tonight. Huge Huge win, eight to four. Let me talk about a play real quick. I was just watching it over because I saw it live. Thought I saw what I saw, and I sure enough did see it. Amherst get a penalty. I gotta look up the uh, exact penalty they got, but the player was hit in the crotch. <gasps> the player was driving towards the net. The one that got slashed. It wasn't went. a slash. It wasn't a slash, Dan. The player lifted a stick. Up between his legs, gave him a low blow. And that player got the penalty. I'm looking it up right now. I think he got kicked out of the game. But 
At least got a ten. Oh, that year. must that must have been earlier. Uh, that was early. Yeah, that was early, wasn't it? That was like in the first period. No, it was the end. Of the first, game. second period. It's left in the third period. Okay, yeah, it was the third. Oh, and that's when. Is that the one where the Amherst went flying into the net and? Yeah, because he got they gave they gave him an unfortunate like penalty. Yeah, because he got he and got if, if, well, stick in the nuts. What? Well, and I, I don't know why. I'm not sure why he even got on sportsmanlike because if he, he probably said something there, to the refs. Would be my guess, which oh, I would say uh, some to the refs do a lot. Like hitting the a nuts. lot. Well, a lot of times, if unsportsmanlike, they consider they call that diving. I sure hope it wasn't that part of it. Because are you able to post that to our uh, our Discord? I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm sure there's clips of it somewhere. Yeah, because I want to see this. It was a blatant low blow. Of course, I can't find a good recap. But anyways, uh, last Saturday they played Belleville, lost 3-2. to They've lost quite a few games. Wasn't, I wasn't there. Well, there's a shock. I just can't wait to see what the league does about this because it's a blatant low blow with a stick. And then we get the 10-minute major. They owe somebody an apology. Somebody needs to get suspended on that. I don't, know, know, uh, who, I don't know who these refs were, but they were pathetic. Um, oh, and also, uh, Amherst, uh, uh Yuri Kulik was the AHL Player of the Week. He scored a Golden Knight, too. Congratulations. And Brandon Byro had a huge night. He had a goal, and he had to have at least what, three, four five, assists. Five points. Five, five four assists. And he'll be in Buffalo. The pipeline's looking good. I guess that goes to our weekly picks from, uh, let's see. Um, so my, the Predators, uh, we all picked a loss against Florida, so we all got that wrong. And then the Chicago game, we all picked a win. We all got that win right. And then the Vancouver game, I picked a win, and which they probably could have. And then you got you both you two got a, picked up a loss, so you guys got that one right. And then the Arizona game, me and Ron picked the win, got that wrong, and Brian picked a loss, of course. And they uh, they lost that game, obviously. Uh, the wings portion, it looks like uh, we uh, see me and Ron picked a win against Seattle. Brian picked a loss, so Brian wins that one. Uh, um, Ron and I picked a loss against the Islanders. Brian picked a win. Uh, Ron and I won that one. We all picked a win against Philadelphia. Got that one wrong. And me and Brian picked a win against Chicago. Got that right. Ron picked a loss. And then Buffalo. Uh, I picked a win against Boston. Why, I don't know. <laughs> I, I figured maybe they would kind of shock the NHL world, but then that one's, I think that's the game they weren't even in it. What a win. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the other two picked the loss and got that right. We all picked the loss against Tampa Bay, got that wrong. We all picked the loss against Edmonton, we got that right. 
And me and Brian picked a win against the Islanders. We got that wrong. Ryan's laughing over there because he picked that right. <laughs> and then Dallas. Uh, why Ryan picked a win against that one? I don't know. <laughs> but Brian and I picked a loss. He got that I just right. Maybe they surprised the NHL. So that leads our picks. I'm still trailing, bringing up the rear as usual. 16 correct, 19 incorrect. I get the same amount of incorrect as Ron does correct. <laughs> surprise, surprise. So obviously, yeah, that would be right. Um, but Brian's leading by two, thanks to that last, uh, was it the Dallas uh, loss? And well, at least he's winning on something. <laughs> I'll take him as I can get him. He, he, he wins the Dallas loss. That's, I guess, that's a silver lining. And then, uh, of course, Ryan is second with 19 wins. Uh, Brian is only got 14 correct, and Ryan's got 16 correct. And breaking it down by teams, I'm uh, for the Preds, I'm six and four. The Wings, I'm three and nine, and Buffalo, I'm seven and five. So it looks like I probably must be no Buffalo more than Buff Preds still. We're all seven and uh, five. Oh, yeah, we're all seven and five against with Buffalo picks. Uh, Ron and Brian are eight and two against Preds, so they must be they know for Preds more than me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have to fix yeah. that one. I I'm going to fix. The, <clears throat> I follow all the real news on Twitter. And the Ron needs to follow some news on the wings because you're four and eight on them. <laughs> and Brian's five and seven. I don't think picking, clearly when I picked Detroit. Picking I'm the wings, but I, but I don't know. All of a sudden now I'm three and nine on the wings, so I don't know. I guess they're they're three and uh, nine. Yeah, I was doing pretty good, but I don't know what's going on. When did you start out good in the first first game? You've only oh, had yeah. three wins. <clears throat> what do you uh, mean? Like you, you started out hot. That was before <laughs> yeah. we started. That was before the. Oh wait, maybe did we start before the fifteenth? Where we started tra- keeping track on the fifteenth of February. I don't know. That was the case, Whatever, I just I had to bust your balls about it. Uh, so that leads us into the game preview section. Let me let me speak mine. Mine's gonna be super quick. Okay. So it's Boston, Boston, Nashville. We've got back-to-back against Boston um, tomorrow and Sunday. Uh, those are both losses. I mean, they could play them on the moon. It would still be a loss. And then they're yeah, playing, at, then they're playing at Nashville. And playing, I'm going to go with a win. Why are they playing Boston back-to-back? A win in Nashville. Why are they playing back-to-back? Nashville's going to be a win for Detroit. Why? Why are they playing so back does, to back? Does, I, why yeah. are they play, Hold on. Why are <laughs> they playing? Kidding. I'm just kidding. Why are they playing Boston back to back? Because it's a oh, schedule, it's a man. Oh, oh, they're that's right. They're in the same division, aren't they? Oh, it's, okay. it's a home and a home and home. It's a home and home. Well, I was thinking they're both on the road. Okay, yeah, that's right. They're it's well. The, the problem. I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter where you play those guys. I mean, it's it's Boston. 11th of the 1 o'clock p.m. start time, and I'm sure... I just hope Sunday they do something for Bertuzzi. I'm pretty sure they will, but I just... You know, he's he's one of those guys. He was, a, he was one of those heart and soul guys of the team, and so I hope they do something for him. I do hope he wins a cup. It would be nice for him. 
So I picked uh, I picked the last both loss to Boston, both two losses, and then um, picked a win against Nashville. And so that leads me into oh, actually before uh, looks like Brian Brian picked three losses, three losses, big L's. <laughs> um, Sorry, so Ryan. I'm two losses and a win, like like D Law. So the um, so going the the pre as far as the Predators, they they continue. Yeah, this, I think Detroit's uh, only win is going to be against Nashville. So they continue this road trip. Nashville, like. I, I'm trying to do my previews. Um, so they continue this uh, six-game road trip to start in Florida, uh, and now so they're going to LA. Um, they're still and, on the road trip. Yeah, holy! Started that's Florida, a long road trip. Chicago, that's Vancouver, a- Arizona, LA, Anaheim, and not as long as the one. And well, it's about as long as one. The CMA. That's a pretty long road trip. Um. So they, you know, they're out in LA right now, um, catching some suns. Maybe I don't know. Is it? I, I assume it's warm out there. So they got LA and I am back to back, but at least they don't have to go too far. I think it's like, like around the other side of the city. Uh, so I, you know, LA, uh, that's gonna be a loss, and Anaheim. They, I know Anaheim's not that great, but they've kind of been playing. Somewhat decent lately, but at Predators always seem to play at Anaheim like really tough, really bad. So I'm gonna go with a loss in that one, and then uh, they return home to play Detroit, and yours truly is gonna be at the game live, and I think I'm gonna pick a win. For the Predators on that game, but you picked the Wings as a win, so both teams are going to be winners. <laughs> oh, can I do that? come on! No, can you can't it? do that. This isn't what? Vegas. What? Oh, so I got it. Oh, so I had to do a loss for Detroit. One winner, or, well, yeah, you can't think Detroit's going to win why? and Na- Nashville. Why not? It's two different teams. They're In playing the each other. The pick, I know, but it's a pick. The picks are different. It's like I'm picking the Predators. Okay. He's playing for the win, I guess. All right. Okay. I'll no, change. no, you can keep, I mean, yeah. keep it. I guess he could do that. I see what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he could. Yeah. I can see what he's doing, too. Like, so no matter like what, he's I... a winner or he's either a double loser. <laughs> he could be a double loser. <laughs> I'm not I'm if they're both winning. I'm so always No, if you pick both I'm winning, always, he's going to get one right. Yeah. I can. Yeah. All right, I see where you're going, D-Law. All right, you cheater. You're trying to scam the system. He's trying to to pull a comeback. It's not going to happen. I don't like what I do on those batting. But but I like how this all went down. Against Detroit, I was like, yeah, I think Detroit's going to beat Nashville. I I just, you know, Nashville's in a rebuild. Then we get to Nashville. It's like, yep, yours truly is going to be there. And I think they're going to win. I just think they're going to pull it out and they're going to win. Well, that's because uh, <laughs> other other than the playoff game that I went to, you uh, that well on both sides. Other than the playoff game that I went to, when I figured it was a loss, it couldn't be a loss anyway. Even I was there. In the doors, the um, you know, that's a that's a game that I dropped my phone. But we already talked about that last year. Um, but see, it won't happen again to this year. But um, uh, other than that game. 
uh, the last seven, eight games that I've been to in Nashville, they've won. They were a lot better, but so, anyway. Um, and then they got a home game against uh, Chicago on the sixteenth, and I'm going to call that one a win. I got so a loss at LA, a win at Anaheim, a win at Detroit. In Detroit at home, they're going to win. I don't know why, but I'm going to go with Dan being there, so they're going to win. And a loss at Chicago. No, that's in Nashville. The Chicago yeah, is at home. Chicago, yeah. Chicago. Well, I mean, it, well, I would, I wouldn't be surprised, but <laughs> it looks like uh, oh, we're on. Nope. Oh, I got to do my wait. What did I do? Uh, three losses and a win. Three in a row, Ron. Three in a row. Come on now. Yep. Dilo's not happy bad. about my thoughts. So that would be like five losses in a row then. You think they're really going to lose five in a row? Yeah, well, Nashville. maybe they win. <laughs> Trashville. Going to Arizona. <laughs> You're a good sport. Uh, so, uh, what do the Sabres have? Let's see. We got the Rangers tomorrow. Going with a big loss there. Patrick Kane's going to have a hat trick probably. At Toronto on the 13th. It's going to be a little loss. At Washington on the 15th. I'm going with a win there. Break our losing streak. Now that's a lot, a lot of losses in a room. And a win at Philadelphia. We're going to go in stink Danny Breer's team up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a win against the Rangers. That's a home game, especially after the way they lost to Dallas. They're going to rebound nice. Um and then uh, nice. they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna lose at Toronto just because it's Buffalo Toronto and I don't know. And then at what? Oh, they got three three road games coming up. Uh, they're gonna beat Washington at Washington and then Philadelphia. Although I picked uh, picked Detroit to beat Philadelphia, but this is Buffalo, so I'm gonna pick uh, a win for Buffalo over Philadelphia. They always they always play good in Philadelphia. At least they have. Uh, you know, I'm going. I, I'm probably going to go with another long lost. That's not for any particular reason, other than it is Buffalo, and it is that time of year where they like to implode. Mm-hmm. So I'm going a loss against the Rangers, a loss at Toronto, a loss at Washington because Ovi's back. He's playing again. So, you would have changed that. I don't know. Oh. Now is a win. He has been playing, or was he injured, or did he? Because I no, know he was been... on that leave for a little while. Yeah, he's been. And I had. Yeah, it. I was going back and forth with yeah. a win or a loss, but I think Washington's pushing for the playoffs, and um, you know, so I'm going to go with a loss there. But I do think they're going to come back, and I do think they'll beat up on Philly pretty good. So. I'm gonna go with the win like you guys on Philly, and that's so all that, I got for that. Uh, that's our picks for the week. So uh, we should do a special show from Nashville. We should. I think you should pay for me to go down there, so I can go that, on Broadway or Net or Ryan too. I've never been. I don't know how uh, I'm missing out. It's the best city ever, especially against Detroit. 
Although I think you either go when they're not playing Detroit. Anyway, uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Twitch, Discord, Red Wings Podcast, YouTube, and Twitter at Red Wings Pod. Email Red Wings Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks. So thanks for tuning in to the Red Wings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. Bye bye, Buffalo. See ya, Smashville. Smashville.